Hi, my name is Nikki, and welcome to Quick Picks, a reader's advisory podcast for all kinds of media available at the library. If you want suggestions on what to try next, we're here to help. Hi, on this episode, we have Nick returning to us again to talk about three books that he read and featured in his adult popular fiction book club for our library. Hi, Nicole. How are we doing today? <laughs> All right. How are you? Oh, I'm, I'm doing fine. It's a pleasure to be back. <laughs> and I think people should be familiar with your voice. Well, I have done all the commercials, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's perhaps a familiar voice. Yes. Yes, you're like I I've said to you before. You're you're in all my episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I guess uh, thirty seconds or so. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so tell me a little bit about your book club and why you started it here at the library. Yeah, Nicole. No, thank you very much. Well, working in a library, uh, I think reading comes along with the job. Um, I have run some book clubs at other previous library employers, and uh, it just seemed like a fun thing to kind of get going again. We do have other book clubs at Round Lake, but no popular fiction adult book clubs or book clubs for adults. So popular fiction is always fun to discuss. It's always nice to see what's going on today. And usually there's robust discussion on some of the new fiction. So it seemed like a fun idea. And uh, after the idea got approved, it was uh, off and running. So Awesome. Yeah, you're right. It's it's uh, an area where we were lacking for a long time. So it's nice to see something in our library again, book talk yes. wise. And since you started right after our COVID restrictions lifted, yeah, um, it, it, we're, you're just getting into this whole process and you've only done yes. three books so far. Well, let's see. The We read three so far. Um, it's a monthly book club and we meet the third Saturday of every month. They were all very different. The first one was called Pieces, and the second one was, I believe, A Tiger Mom's Tale, mm -hmm. and the third one was, help me out, I just finished it, Nicole, I believe. Women of Salt. Women of Salt, that's correct, and that's quite a repertoire, I guess, of different books. Uh, I guess the question would be is how do we choose those? Um, mm -hmm. And I actually use, I would call them authoritative voices on uh, what's up and coming for adult popular fiction book clubs or just fiction book clubs in general. So some of you who might be avid readers out there might be familiar with book rags or lit lovers and some of those resources have lists of where you're supposed to go for popular fiction. So I just tried to read some of the summaries and choose books based on that. Mm -hmm. And it looks like to me, you picked a lot of literary type books that are talked about prize winners, nominees, that kind of thing. And very, you picked marginalized authors as well, which I thought was fantastic and, and stories about marginalized people. And that, I yes. thought that was really, that's really great to expose people to more different things. Well, thank you for that, Nicole. Perhaps that might have been part of the motivation for choosing them for sure. But I think part of it was just curiosity. I, sure. I think that when you read, it is where imagination begins, but it's also learning things too. And mm -hmm. I was curious to, to learn about uh, different, different people's perspectives, if you will. Yeah. Okay. So let's start off with 
Pieces was your first book, that Helen Oyeyemi book. Actually, this I also read. So I think we both have similar opinions on this book, yes. but I'll let you go ahead and talk about it. Well, it it was quite a story. It started, well, how do I phrase? I, I would <laughs> say that I would say that it had different characters where there were different things going on in someone's mind. And you kind of listened each chapter to what was going on in different people's minds. I'm doing a poor job explaining, but it was really <laughs> hard to keep track of. And mm-hmm. you had to really kind of focus and even reread certain pages um, or even chapters. But we had the two protagonists in the beginning of the story, and they are on a non-honeymoon honeymoon. And these two gentlemen get a gift of boarding a train to an exotic location. And they literally, or supposedly board a train. Um, That's up for debate at the end of the book, uh, who these people were, but they board a train and they go through different departments or compartments, I should say. And they meet different characters and there's certain layers. They keep going back and forth in time. Um, I I thought it was exhausting to be honest. I, I think there were some interesting chapters, no doubt about it, but I think there was some, you know, wow, like that's, that's interesting to say the least. Um, Mm -hmm. So I had a little bit of a difficult time finishing the book, but certainly it was different. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was in a literal sense, it was a journey. And I feel like as a reader, it was a journey for us as well. And it meandered. You had red herrings and you had all these different perspectives and you had to kind of keep it all, try to make it linear because it was not linear. Right. And before we started the podcast, I like how you described it, Nicole. It was kind of like you're getting instructions to a specific location and it's go four blocks north and then turn around three times, then go two blocks to the Dairy Queen and then go back six blocks. And it it was a lot to keep track of, uh, uh, frankly. Um, And, you know, there were some interesting parts, uh, like the pet Mm -hmm. mongoose. I I thought that was uh, kind of of clever, actually, in a literary Mm -hmm. sense. Uh, It was quite entertaining. And the ending was satisfying, I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, We hear about different characters that these two main characters meet, the two protagonists. And it's nice to know that with some of these subplots going on, there was a happy ending. It might've been a little, um, not to spoil the book for people who might be listening at this later, it might've been a little underwhelming perhaps, but it was still satisfying at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, um, but t- tough read for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it did have a, a bit of a rewarding kind of feel towards the end, but I, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, all that. <laughs> It was a long, it was a really long journey to get to this point. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I liked that the two protagonists, Otto and Xavier, were a gay non-married couple. Mm -hmm. And um, that Xavier was Korean living in England. (laughs) So, and he comes from this rich family background. And exactly there, there's some talk throughout about inheritances and various different requirements that people have to become who the, who they were destined to become and the people right. who they have interacted with throughout their lives. And that was really the examination. I felt like how you treat other people. And, and it was interesting. And actually I should point out probably that this book pieces is spelled P E A C E S. 
not right. P-I-E-C, even though it's like pieces as a <laughs> P-I-E-C-E-S of different people's lives, it's actually P-E-A-C-E-S. Well, good point, because if anybody wants to Google it to read it later, <laughs> that's a good, good clarification. Yeah. Um, but it was also just weird. For an example, <laughs> they, they boarded a random train that was used for smuggling back several years ago, and they would walk through these different cars. And one was a plant car, another one was a kitchen car, another one was a painting car. And in one car, the, the lights were completely off. And there's a train driver named Laura, I believe. And she has to stay on the train for four years to get an inheritance, which is, you know, very interesting, actually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but there are just so many different layers and mm -hmm. we hear about their story. And then towards the end of the book, we read different letters that they discover in the painting room. And that was tough to get through too. Uh, mm -hmm. It was a little, little dry, but that's just a personal opinion. Um, <laughs> but, um, there, you know, things did wrap up at the end in a, you know, I think satisfactory way, as mm -hmm. you alluded to. So, mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I know we were talking before the podcast began, and I, I don't know if you can drive a train for four years and own a train. I, I just, you know, <laughs> kind of, kind of far-fetched. And when mm -hmm. you get to the very end, you realize that there is a surprising part of the plot where it even questions if the two protagonists are even real mm -hmm. and you know, that, that was fine, but it's just, you know, it's a lot to keep track <laughs> of. I, I wouldn't call it an easy read, but it was very different. And I really enjoyed it from that perspective. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. It was surreal. It really was. It was, it was almost dreamlike. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I agree. Yeah. And it's really weird because I've read her other book, Boy Snow Bird, which I love. Right. I love, love, love that book. And that was not as, symbolic and yeah. as as layered it was a character story and this I didn't feel like was as much of a character driven story as it was I don't even know how to describe it. <laughs> yeah I I agree um but you alluded to something too Nicole before we I guess go on to the next book but mm -hmm. there there was some symbolism that was oh, yeah. was there and that that's a great point um I have a little cheat website I go to, and it actually tells me what the symbolism is. And I use that for the book club to kind of have a mo more robust discussion. But mm -hmm. you're absolutely right. There were a couple of things that were very unique, uh, such as the train itself yeah. um, or, the, or the pet mongooses. So, but there were, there were so, there were weird things too. Like there was a fight on the train and mm -hmm. somebody had a gun and it, it, it was a little far-fetched. I mean, you can track with the story, but you know, symbolism combined with just bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think, um, so my, my Goodreads review of this was holy mother of mongoose trains gone off the rails. What the heck was that? <laughs> yeah, that, that's a great way to sum it up. <laughs> so, and, yeah. and just to be clear, uh, for people who may be listening and really enjoyed it, I, I'm certainly not sliding the book um, mm -hmm. at all. I don't know if I would reread it. Um, I would recommend it with caveats. However, um, you know, it, it was a different read. And from that perspective, it was satisfying. So mm -hmm. yeah, it, it's one of those where if they were to teach it in an English class, 
you could discuss yeah. the various ways that it was presented and the writer's technique and the all of the symbolism and the foreshadowing and all the kind of stuff that went on. And really, right. I stuck with it because I was fascinated by the mongoose. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was part of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was definitely a fun part of it. Yeah. Um, and I think there were two, two, weren't they? Mm-hmm. There were two mongooses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, okay. So that's our take on pieces. What is the next book that you guys worked on? Well, the second book was A Tiger Mom's Tale. Mm -hmm. That one was a nice change from the pieces book. I think it was a little bit of an easier read. Um, But this took place in New York City with somebody who was uh, half half American or, or half Caucasian, I guess, and half Taiwanese. And we listened to her story on how that experience was. And we had a situation where her father her, uh, from Taiwan passed away and she was getting a big inheritance and she had to come to terms with her past. We hear something not so nice happened when she was 10 years old, I believe, and visited Taiwan. And she had to come to terms with that all while meeting her her other half-sister from Taiwan and trying to make sense of it. And I, I thought it was a great read. Uh, the, the people that did show up to the book club seemed to enjoy it. And um, the, the ending was very satisfying too. I would say that if somebody, th- there is a tiger mom component, I guess, in the sense that, I guess the general generic sense, but it's a smaller part of the novel. I think it goes a lot deeper than that. I believe I was reading one of the online reviews about it, and they mentioned that as well. The title perhaps is deceiving. That is definitely a component of it, but I think it has a lot more to do with someone coming into terms with their past and identity as a Taiwan mm. as a Taiwanese Taiwanese, pardon me, American, mm-hmm. and trying to address their past with that. So okay. uh, it was a great family, if you will, intergenerational novel. And mm-hmm. I try and remember the author. I've read so many books, Nicole. <laughs> Lynn Via Butler. Okay, that's right. And I also watched an interview she did where she talked about why she wrote the book and some of her personal experience. And it, it was fascinating. So again, as you mentioned earlier, it was great to read another novel with a whole nother perspective that mm-hmm. some of us may not be familiar with. Yeah. Okay. That's great. I actually wanted so badly to read that, but because I do audiobooks, I couldn't get a hold of the audiobook. And oh. <laughs> I wasn't going to give Amazon more of my money to do. Fair enough. <laughs> the audible copy. (laughs) So, and I have so many sources. I use Hoopla and I use Libby and I subscribe to Scribd and I use Chirp and I, you know, four, four didn't have it. So I was like, okay, it's not my destiny at this moment to read this book. (laughs) Not at that moment. (laughs) So eventually, eventually I will read it. Yes. No, I, I, I would recommend it. It was an easy read. It's, a, it's also a lot of layers going on. It's about a young lady in her early 30s. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure some of us can connect with that part too. And um, the ending was very satisfying. Um, she oh, And not to give away too much, but a little snippet, she did end up going back to Taiwan and figuring some things out. So, mm-hmm. um, and the ending was quite satisfying. So oh, good. Um, 
I, I do know some critics, some of the professional critics, quote unquote, um, think or believe that some of the plot was a little lacking or some of the characters were undeveloped. But you know what? I, I thought it was a great read and uh, I was definitely satisfied with it. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Excellent. All right. And the last book that you guys talked about, Women of Salt by Gabriela Garcia. Yeah, that one we just finished uh, for the month of May. And that was another book about uh, different perspectives, people with different life experiences. In this book, we had 12 different chapters with seven different women across five or six different generations. And you have to keep track of it with a family tree at the beginning of the novel, but it was quite helpful. And I believe Gabriel Garcia was the author for this book. And uh, I did a little bit of research on the author herself. And she actually wrote this as part of her NFA, MFA master thesis and just mm. developed it through years. And it was really neat to hear her, her perspective on why she wrote the novel. But the first chapter opens up with us being transported back to the 1800s in Cuba with the great, great, great grandmother of one of the protagonist we meet later, um, rolling cigars in a, in a factory in Cuba. And we hear about what her life experience was. And then at the next chapter, it fast forwards to like, you know, Miami 2019. And we hear about an immigration story on how people with that life experience have to have to um, overcome, if you will. And then we talked about, they talk about Cuba in 1959 when Fidel Castro comes to power and the experience there. And all these stories are interwoven and you have to kind of keep track. You have to kind of go back and forth and say, wait, you know, who was that again? But there's a lot of um, layers specifically regarding mothers and their daughters. And I think that's a dynamic that a lot of people can probably connect with, but specifically mm -hmm. from, a, from a Cuban heritage uh, or Cuban American as well. And it, it was just fascinating. I, I learned so much uh, from reading all three of these books, honestly. And it was a little nerve wracking going back and forth. I think I would have been completely lost if I didn't have the family tree. Yeah. Um, and there were a couple of scenes where um, you know, you're kind of seeing humanity at its worst in some of these issues. Um, so that that was hard. But the ending, again, I would say was very satisfying. And we certainly had a robust discussion at the book club. <laughs> so there were there was plenty to talk about in this book. Yeah, that sounds like a good one, too. So you're going to continue with this book club at the library. And I see that you've picked three books for our summer. Well, we call it like our, our, we have quarterly programs that we put out. Yes, that's correct. And so it covers June, July, and August. Yes. And you picked Run, Rose, Run by James yes. Patterson. That one is a little, when I saw that, I was like, oh, he's going from literary books to more of like a bestseller type. What, what made you do that? Well, I haven't, I, I guess it was just, I haven't read James Patterson in quite a while. Mm -hmm. And um, I think this would be a all three books, as a matter of fact, were examples of going to top 25 books for book clubs. Mm -hmm. So there was an authoritative voice that I appealed to uh, for these selections as well. But honestly, after kind of an exhausting one or two books I chose previously, not knowing the full extent of what I chose, I was looking for something uh, still with a diverse perspective and 
uh, diversity as far as authors, but I also went at something a little more as a, I want to say a break, but just a little more, um, a palate cleanser. Right. Right. That's, that's a perfect way to describe. Mm -hmm. So I think that was part of my motivation. Yeah. And then black cake and Joan is okay. Are the other two choices for the rest of the summer. And I've been wanting to read black cake for a very long time. So I'll be happy to hear your take on that one as well. And then Joan is okay. Sounds like it's a really interesting read and finally, you know, something with a little bit of humor and and that (laughs) in it. So that'd be nice. Exactly. Yeah. It, it seemed like the right thing to do to end the summer <laughs> with a little bit more of a lighthearted book. So. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so. oh, that's great. And I know you're going to continue on through the fall and enjoy Correct. researching and picking your titles. So hopefully we can have you back and talk about some more of the books that you read and talked about and how everything worked out. Well, most definitely, Nicole. Thanks again for having me back on the podcast. And it's nice to um, have another show other than being the commercials. So I appreciate that. Of course. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Nick, for your adult popular fiction book club that is very cool. And everybody should try to read more adult popular fiction and broaden your horizons. Absolutely. Thanks, Nick. My pleasure. Thank you, Nicole. And now here's Nick with a suggestion from libraries. Tutor.com is an online tutoring platform where students and home-based teachers come together inside a virtual classroom since 1998. Tutor.com connects tutors with students who need help in more than 40 subjects. Live one-to-one help is available 12 p.m. to 12 a.m., including math, science, and English help. Tutor.com helps thousands of students get better grades every day. Services also available include drop-off essay assistance, drop-off resume assistance, SAT, ACT, and GED practice tests, and much more. All you need to start is your library card. And that brings this episode of Quick Picks to a close. We hope you'll join us next time for more suggestions in different genres and maybe different media. My name is Nikki, and Quick Picks is coming to you from the Round Lake Area Public Library in Round Lake, Illinois. The end.